0: And welcome to another special episode of Out The Box Talks I am your host Krill I'm ex- I'm so excited for another episode This is episode 94 So we are making it happen I'm getting closer to that 100th episode Wow, I'm actually almost at 95 So that's like 5 more episodes and I'm at 100 Yo, I'm so excited about that Man, what a year it has been Uh, I'm so excited to have the guest that we have on our show today. We're going to really get into it in terms of his career and, you know, a lot of the dope things he's been doing musically. But before I do that, I want to shout out some things related to Out the Box. As you know, I always have to plug the website, outtheboxmedia.com, where you can pretty much go to to get access to all of our previous episodes dating all the way back to 2009 right here on this youtube platform out the box tv right also i have something new that i started out i have a new youtube channel right now and i'm doing like i'm trying to make it like these daily reviews of like new hip-hop albums and new soul albums that come out so something new that i'm trying uh you know most of y'all might know me through my social media platforms out the box media on instagram and twitter where i post regularly about new hip-hop and new soul music that's coming out i kind of wanted to start a vlog doing that so if you are interested in that, definitely head over to Out The Box on YouTube. That's my other channel where I'll be doing primarily music reviews. I could use the subscribers over there as well. So I just wanted to mention that cause I know a lot of the people that listen here are real thorough hip hop heads and y'all love being informed about new music. So um, yeah, definitely go check that out if you get a chance. Also, I want to shout out my merch page, outtheboxmedia.bigcartel.com, where you can get snapbacks like this hat right here, Out The Box TV. And I also have Out The Box Talks podcast merch like T-shirts and hats, a lot of cool stuff over there if you want to support the platform and rock cool gear at the same time, all right? Also, we have our Patreon page where you can get access to exclusive interview clips that are not available to the public. This is only for those who become Patreons. It's a very low-cost fee uh, monthly subscription of just $2 a month. Honestly, if I could just give it away for $1, full fee, like one-time fee, I would do it, but that's not how the subscription model works, you know. But if you could just get on there and check it out, even if you say, you know what, I'm going to just subscribe for a month. I'm not encouraging you to do that, but, you know, if you just subscribe for a month just to get access to the interviews and, and cancel your subscription, I'm cool with that. Of course, I want you to stay longer, but I really, really want you to get access To these interview clips There's over 30 interview clips That you can find on the platform uh, On the Patreon page uh, That, you know, I'm sure Something in there you'll be insightful to hear And if you go to this same link It'll give you a list of all the different Artists that are featured on the Patreon All right. Also, if you would like to donate to the platform You can donate via Cash App At cash tag out the box rep you could also donate via PayPal at paypal.me slash outtheboxmedia. And uh, what else am I missing? I think that's it. Uh, the other thing I did want to mention is if you're listening or if you're watching this interview and this episode on YouTube, you can also find the high-quality podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, etc. This is the high-quality audio podcast. So um, definitely if that's something you're interested in, you can go over there and follow and listen wherever you generally listen to audio podcasts, all right? So like I said, man, I got another dope guest on the show today, so I don't want to prolong this intro for too long, but I always have to get this information out. Uh, So yeah, I just want to go ahead and... kick things off by introducing the artist that I have on the platform today just a little background info about him he's been actually putting out music i wanna say since maybe wow like probably like 2013 man like he's been like doing music for a long time he's put out a number of production projects so a lot of beat tapes And they're actually on his Bandcamp page. I mean, when you go there, you would just see, like, you know, beat tape after beat tape, singles after singles, EPs after EPs. He's been doing this thing. He's from Detroit. He's extremely talented. Uh, One of the uh, very talented artists that I've heard in recent years that uh, I don't think gets a lot of recognition for his talent and i'm really excited to talk to him today about a number of his work and and his output as a musician um he just recently released a single uh not too long ago entitled around where you find him singing on the single which is a cool single but for the last i feel like for the full of this year he's put out a number of like small beat tape projects entitled illings works volumes one through four so if you've gotten a chance to check that then you can definitely you know be a witness to his talent as a beat maker you know and just as a beatsmith. smith so yeah man we're gonna chop it up with the brother tonight like i said he is hailing from the city of detroit so i want to introduce to our out the box talks viewing and listening audience, please give a warm welcome to my brother, the MC, the producer, the overall talent himself, the homie, Illingsworth. Welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Happy to be here.
0: What's good, brother? How are you? What's going on?
1: Uh, I'm doing all right. I mean, like I was saying before we started, I am a little bit tired just because, you know, of daylight savings time. My body feels like it's an hour later than the clock says. So I'm dealing with that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But my, my daughter was uh, zapping my battery earlier. You know what I mean? But we here now. We going to make the best of it.
0: <laughs> I could dig it, man. Yep. And I, I totally hear you, man. When the clock went back the other night, I just felt like, I think it was... I got through the day on Sunday, and I had I had I had made some moves. I went outside, you know, did, ran some errands, and I came back, and I thought it was like seven o'clock at in the evening, and it was like like a little after four. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Wow, where did the day go?" So I definitely dig the whole daylight savings, you know, uh, you know, getting adjusted to that. So yeah, Rrap. man. So, like I said, man, I got so much I want to talk to you about today. You know, I know you recently put out a, a single, around, which I just spoke about in the intro. And you've put out a number of beat tapes as well this year. Uh, but before we even go into your music, I do want to ask you so that you could, you know, share with our audience... How did you get interested in pursuing music professionally? Where did that all begin for you?
1: Mm. <clears throat> uh I guess for me, um, it kind of started with my big brother. I got an older brother who uh also can rhyme and make beats. And uh when I was little, uh him and his homies had a rap group. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh they had a a dj and you know i'm saying so i would always see him like doing his thing um you know they had the turntables they had the mics etc um so that was kind of like the spark of it man that you know so i've i've been i've been wanting to be uh you know making music since i was like five probably or younger you know what i mean like I've, i've always enjoyed music and wanted to make it um and uh, you know, as I as I grew up, got through. Uh, what was I doing back in the day? I used to do pause tapes. Um, you know what I'm saying through uh, elementary and middle school, and then uh, like high school, I met a whole bunch of homies. We we started a rap crew around that time. I got like uh, I got a compact Presario computer,
2: mm, I and that. I started
1: <laughs> I, I started Presario. making beats on that. You know what i mean and uh and then it just went from there man like you know did various uh you know groups with with homies produce for various people and uh that's that's just what i've been what i've been doing
0: (laughs) wow so beats came first that was like your introduction to actually making music uh
1: actually no uh the my my introduction to to making music was was actually through uh writing rhymes Mm -hmm because dope, dope. Um, okay. like the, the 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 oldest rhyme i can remember writing uh i was I, I was around the age of five and uh it was it was like a rap about the ninja turtles <laughs> but uh you know i was i've the, the rap came first and then the production kind of came out of necessity um you know back back when i had back when i first had the will to want to try to record some raps Um, It was during a time where like the internet was not as developed and it was way harder to like get the type of beats that you would want to rap over. Um, So like I said, out of necessity, I started trying to learn how to make beats uh, for myself and for my friends. And, uh, you know, eventually I guess I, you know, got enough skill at it where, you know, people, (laughs) people were like, yo, those are good, good beats. And so that you know that kind of became a part of the persona as well, just like being a producer as well as a rapper. Like I, I consider myself a uh, a rapper who has tricked people into thinking I am a producer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's how I look at myself.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, <laughs> I think I told you this earlier before we started. Like I'm more of a fan of you as an MC, you know. And but when I looked at your catalog, I'm like, gosh, he does a lot of beat tapes, you know what I mean? And like right. so much that I can't even keep up. Um, and you're really good at that too. You like you, you have some really dope beats. And and um, but yeah, so it's 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 actually gratifying to hear you say that you know you're kind of like an MC at heart, you know. So that's good to hear, man. So you've put out way more beat tapes like I said uh, than you've released like MC projects. What is it about the beat making that encourages you to release more instrumental tapes?
1: Uh, well that for me that's kind of simple uh, as much as I love to rap and to write raps um, f- for me I-, I consider that way more difficult an endeavor Mm. uh to 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 write raps um and I kind of you know the, my my subject matter is all over the place but i I care a lot about what I say and how I say it so it just makes that process a little a little bit more difficult for me um from from literally generating the things to even just deciding what I want to let people hear you know it's just it's just more difficult with with beats, um for me it's way easier for me to like catch a particular feeling and convey convey that you know because it's i i i approach that in a much simpler way you know and and the way like beat culture is um you know it's it's just way easier to like think about something in terms of like i'm gonna make a beat that's a minute and a half and you know i'm gonna, I'm gonna have some drops i'm gonna have these cool parts come in and you know whatever whatever and be done with it like with raps um i'm very critical uh about like how i put things because I, I want i want everything to make sense i want everything to be clear um you know and i just like i said it just makes it way more difficult <laughs> for me
0: now nah, that makes so much sense and sometimes i think is you know when we think about mcs we think that they're so talented that it's just that easy, right? <laughs> As a listener, when we, you know, outside looking in, it's just that easy for them to put that together. But I know at the at the the heart of it, like it, it definitely takes some thoughts. So it's good to actually hear you say that, and that and that's probably the reason why I want to say we haven't heard much like a like a a new like MC project from you recently. Is that kind of what it is it, that time that it takes for you to put in lyrically
1: yeah yeah that's that's pretty much what it is I mean the the uh you know the state of the world kind of scrambled right. my my brain for a minute you know being a being a new dad like all Congratulations. these things like in 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 culmination kind of like made it a little bit more difficult on top of my <laughs> on top of the inherent difficulty that I experienced with things but um uh, I'm 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 slowly building up some things in the background. You know, I've been I've been writing. I'm always jotting down stuff. Now it's just a matter of like pulling pulling things together into cohesive like song ideas. And uh, for me, like it's funny. I make a lot of beats, but for me, it's kind of hard. Also, like matching lyrics with beats. Mm. You know. it's kind of weird like the type of the type of i think i feel like the type of beats that people like me for are not the type of beats that i want to rap on
0: interesting
1: (laughs) so it kind of makes it weird sometimes when i'm trying to figure out like what i what i would like to rap on what Um, what are those
0: types of beats if you had to describe them the beats that people like you for
1: I don't well, I don't know how I would how I would describe those. I think that the type of beats that I like to 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 rhyme on uh, tend to be like more simple and more kind of loopy. You I know see, what I mean? Like, I, like I, I have various styles of making beats where I can I could chop stuff up very finely. I could do stuff that's kind of traditional, out of the box, whatever, whatever. But the stuff that I like to rap on myself is usually like super simple stuff.
0: Dope, dope, dope. So, talk to me a little bit about the Illings Works, you know, beat EPs. I, I guess I'll call them that, because they're not, like, they're kind of short. Uh, mm-hmm. What, like, what inspired you to create them and then roll them out, like, at different moments in the year like that? Because you go from volume one through volume four throughout this entire year being rolled out at different times. Right.
1: Uh, well, man for me man i don't i don't have any kind of grand strategy man like i'm a scatterbrain i just kind of do stuff and put it out when i feel like it uh me and my friend uh shout out uh king cats we have been spending a lot of time in nature they have been teaching me some things about photography so i've been like taking pictures Mm. some uh all the covers of those are like pictures that i've taken this summer you know what i'm saying just random pictures uh as far as the beats, um, I, I'll try to condense <laughs> a, a long story or whatever, but I had an opportunity a year ago to like submit some beats to, to certain people. So I started this new habit that I had not done before of like creating a Dropbox folder and then every day putting at least one render of a of a new beat into this Dropbox folder. Nice. And in, in doing that, cause that that's been one of my like struggles as far as like beat making. I make a lot of beats, but I often don't like render those beats into MP3s. Mm. And so like it then becomes harder to collaborate with people. If you don't have things that you can send them, right. <laughs> that they can listen to, you know what I'm saying? So got all these beats in this folder. Um, you know, as far as the opportunities that I've been able to create the, with those beats, um, I still have a lot of unused beats. So I was like, I should just, you know, let off some beat tapes. And I had kind of been like posting uh, snippets of some of these beats onto my Instagram, you know, all throughout the year. And so kind of what I did was I just picked like, uh, you know, some of those and then some that I had in the stash to just make like short beat tapes. Kind of let people know that I'm still alive. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because the way things move, if you're not releasing stuff constantly. People kind of forget about you. Um, so you know, I've just been doing that, uh putting those together like that. I might I might do a couple more before the year is over. Who knows? You know, it depends on how I feel. But nice. um, but yeah, like technically the the names of those projects are hashtag illings works. Like hashtag uh, okay. is actually part of the title. Why I did that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: that's but that's what they're called. Dope, dope. So you have a single that I, again, I alluded to earlier entitled Around. Uh, I think you it was released like what? Maybe like a week ago or something like that or two weeks ago. And it finds you experimenting with singing for around like three minutes. And it's, it's a really good effort, by the way. Let me say that. What was it like recording your vocals on this track? And how were you able to get to the place where you were satisfied with how you know you displayed your singing on it uh
1: well you know when it comes to singing like that's that's not my strength <laughs> so i wouldn't necessarily say i was satisfied <laughs> with what i did but uh you know it's one of those things where uh you know even even though i've talked about how like writing raps is difficult for me um it's still something i'm comfortable with you know what I mean with given even with the difficulty as well as like making beats I'm very comfortable with making beats I kind of wanted to do something musically that I was just not comfortable with um you know to just see what would happen and uh you know I enjoy singing um so I was like yo let me let me go in the vaults cuz I have you know I have experiments with all kind of stuff from various years um so you know i just went in the vaults found found uh, a couple of things you know tweaked a little a, a couple of things here and there and just decided to release them you know wi- willy-nilly <laughs> you know what i mean i got another one uh called uh, 80 days with you that's another uh singing joint that i released recently as well right um and yeah man like it's, it's been interesting like i i feel like i've been getting a, a decent response uh, around uh, Both of those um, So it's been cool It's been cool to to, to do that and, and see some people like Actually messing with it
0: Yeah like I mean Even though you're kind of like It, it feels like You're playing with this You know with the singing on it, it It never comes across like Cheesy or I would even go as far to say It doesn't even come across unprofessional Like it it sounds good. Like, that's, that's, like, you know, it has the signature Illingsworth kind of playful voice to it, but it still sounds professional. Like, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but that's what I gathered from it. So it's like the quality is definitely there. So I think you did an awesome job with that, man.
1: Thank you. Thank you. That I mean, that makes perfect sense, what you said. And it's honestly the the best compliment I can ask for. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, So thank you.
0: No doubt. So your music has a lot of hilarious moments to it. Like I was just talking about the playful, you know, Illingsworth. And whether it's in your lyrics, your skits, or even your vocal ad libs, you know, you you just share a lot of funny moments. Uh, Are those funny moments ever really planned or do they just come together at the time? Like, how do you know when you've captured like a good humorous moment on certain tracks? Uh,
1: Man, I'm (laughs) planning uh, is is (laughs) not a thing I'm good at. So, you know, most of what you get within the music is kind of just, you know, whatever vibe or wave people were on at the time. Um, you know whether it's my solo stuff whether it's the stuff i've done uh you know with my with my group my trio detroit city uh with rufio jones the sean uppercut um especially that stuff like you know that music the the detroit city music uh cydi is like really just like music for you know music for and by three friends yeah. so all of that stuff had very much has a thread of just like unplanned off the cuff silliness right um you know and and it's it's something that i still enjoy doing because the, the way i approach that is decidedly different than the way i approach like solo stuff like for me it's it's way easier to rap with my two homies because because in those situations i'm trying to get reactions from them in order to like, you know, keep myself engaged and, and enjoying the process. Interesting. Um, and, and I, and, and it's way less stressful. Wow. Cause you know, I'm responsible for my part and that's it. I'm not responsible for like, you know, like I'm, I'm responsible for helping to curate a good song at the end of the process, but I'm not responsible for the entirety of the song. So there's a different, uh, there's a different stress level, I guess, <laughs> right, 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 in doing that kind of stuff.
0: Nah, And it makes perfect sense. It sounds like, you know, it's the chemistry that you have, just being friends kind of brings out that, that silliness or that, just that, that freedom to, you know, to be like that on the track, you know? Yeah. That's what's up. So, with all of your MC projects, you've released already, I get the sense that, you're you know you're pretty free with the subject matter you talk about you know i don't really see much like heavy concept you know albums or projects coming from you like what's usually your general aim for each mc project that you do if you Hmm. had to sum that up
1: Hmm. again man i don't i don't know if i necessarily have an aim like Hmm. the the way i tend to write um in one verse you might get a little bit of everything you know you might get something silly you might get an interesting turn of phrase right you might get uh an interesting rhythmic pattern an interesting rhyme scheme uh you might get like a, a some sort of jewel sprinkled in you know what i mean like i i tend to just uh I try to just you know bring in how however, however I'm feeling at the time, and that you know that encompasses a wide range of things, and and most of my songs uh, are kind of like that. Um, mm. I think as, as far as like if I could, if if there is an aim, there's an aim to like like when I get done with a song, um, I don't know, like I have to get some kind of spark from it to mm. feel like this is like this is a good song. Um, and if I don't feel that, then nobody gets to hear it. Mm. You know, so, so really, it's just making sure that I feel good about the individual songs and then afterwards trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, fit those things together in some sort of cohesive project, which is still kind of a weird thing to 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 undertake for me anyway because, Like I say, my raps are kind of all over the place, which is how I like them. (laughs) I like being all over the place, you know?
0: So, you know, I want to actually go through some of your MC projects, and I want to start from the most recent going back. So I want to start, and I mean, I'm not going to go through it, like literally track for track for everyone, but just I'm just going to be highlighting... Each one. All right. So I want to start with I didn't think this through the 2017 demos, um, which was released last year, even though most of it was actually recorded in 2017. Your bandcamp description explains that these tracks were all ideas you started um, and would probably never finish. So I'm I'm glad that you were able to get it out there and let it go. And you know, people can now listen to it. But uh what made you feel comfortable enough to put it out, you know, to put the put this project out as it is, technically unfinished?
1: Uh well, part of what made me feel comfortable is just um I don't know, like there there was there were uh, there was a few years back when I went out of my way to release a short ep every month and i did that for like 14 months mm. and in me doing that it was it was me trying to not be so uh like stingy with letting material out and not be so like self-critical um because you know when you hold on to stuff you holding on to a lot of energy so i was i was trying to get into the habit of releasing that stuff so i could just feel comfortable and uh you know this is kind of born like all these other projects are kind of born from that same kind of energy man like i i have a critical side to me where i could be so critical that you know i'll never put out anything Mm. um and with this particular uh with that particular group of things um you know i've been sitting on that stuff for so long i was like man i'm just i'm never gonna finish this but i I like bits and pieces of this stuff and i kind of feel um and you know I think this is true. Like I feel like you know I'm I'm kind of under a lot of people's radar, mm-hmm. and so like I have I have I exist in a space where you know if I want to just release some demos, I can put them out there, and the people that really want to hear them are going to hear them. Right. Um. I'm not really. I don't feel. I don't feel any kind of embar- embarrassment or worry <laughs> about any of that stuff because I'm like you know it's only a few people listening that's that's how I, that's how I feel about it um you know and not you know I'm not uh, not like minimizing you know uh the 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 reach uh, well like those people are important but it's still just a small amount of people I'm, I' that, I guess that's what I'm trying to say like those people are not unimportant right. it's just not a lot of people that listen to my stuff. At least that's the way I see it <laughs> mm. you know what I'm saying, so uh so yeah uh you know i I just wanted to let people hear these ideas before before they just fell so far down <laughs> back or back in the vaults or whatever that they never emerged, you know, yeah,
0: and I think for your true fans, I mean, I would think that they would appreciate that, right, like as a fan of music myself like I am I almost would rather hear the music come out unfinished than never hear it at all. If, like, I had to choose between the two. I know it's, like, two extremes, but I, I choose the let me hear it. Let me hear what you got, you know what I mean? You know, so I'm glad that you actually put it out uh, because, like, as I said earlier, like, I don't... It's been a little while since we've heard, like, like an actual and i'm not even saying like a full-length project just at least an ep of you just like rhyming straight through so i think it was i think it was a, a smart move that you did it but i wanted to ask you about that because there's so many people that will not put out the music right and they're literally sitting on it and then one day you know maybe not artists that uh not so known, but let's say the artists that are more known and they the album ends up getting leaked and stuff and like now it's out and it's there for people to consume it's like you could have just put it out and 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 g- garnered whatever <laughs> sales you needed to get from it early you know so I think it was dope that you did it i um i didn't i wasn't I wasn't how you say I wasn't disappointed in it you know so that's what's up so well, thank you Yeah, indeed. You also note that when you're demoing stuff, you will write most of, uh, you know, most of it. Then you'll try to freestyle the last four to six bars in order to come up with an ending or a new idea on the fly. How difficult is it for you to go from a written track to a freestyle that complements the song in the end?
1: I I wouldn't say it's that difficult Mm because the way the way I write, um, you know, as I'm as I'm writing the bars, I'm also like practicing it at the same time. Because usually, like, I'm not the type of person who like writes something, sits on it for a while, then records it. I kind of write it and then record it shortly after. Mm. Um, and so in doing that. I am kind of already in the mindset to like, I'm kind of already writing it in my head anyway, like, like that, that, you know, whatever the ending is going to be. And so it's, it's, it's not too difficult to like play around towards the end of it and and try to figure something out that can stick. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a process that I use sometimes. I, I don't use it all of the time, but, uh, you know, so in the times that I've used it, uh, sometimes I will get like a, a good, uh, you know, finishing line or lines out of it. So uh, you know, it's not it's not like a technique that I will probably throw away anytime soon.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, being able to record it in the moment or in the same day makes a lot of sense as to why, you know, it would be a little bit easier. So that 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 definitely makes sense. So on the Second song of this EP, I didn't think this through. Uh, you say, grind inside the lab until the plan works. You can't afford to be a fan first. I think you <laughs> open the track yeah. with that line. Why is being a fan have to be placed as a secondary option and not possibly even a simultaneous position you take as an artist? Um,
1: well, you know, as, as far as like, uh, you know, the, the, kind of impact that I wanted to, 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 to give, uh, lyrically right there, kind of like a sense of, uh, I I wanted to give it like a sense of like desperation almost, Mm. you know, in the, in the writing. And also, you know, sometimes when I write stuff, I'm writing from a place of like, uh, you know, just trying to find, uh, couplets of sounds so like plan works fan first if you keep going through it, it is like and shirt span spurt uh, uh transfer man's work like i'm trying to like get these sounds and so like e- even if it's not necessarily something that i fully because that you know that to to say like i can't afford to be a fan first like that's that's kind of just me Writing to 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 say something, uh, you know, with with some kind of impact. It's not necessarily how I feel.
0: Okay. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm I'll be honest. If you really felt like that, I totally understand it. Because when you <laughs> when you opened it with that line, like I, I took it like that. I was like, yo, I I, I get where he's coming from. You know, <laughs> so that's cool. But thanks for um, you know, explaining how that came to be. Word. Indeed, indeed. So I mean some Oh go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: Oh no, I was just gonna say, like some sometimes, you know, that that feeling of desperation is real. You know, I'm a person who is like, I've put a lot of eggs into this basket at various times in my life. So probably at that time that might have been like really what it was. Like I, I can't afford to be a fan first, you know?
0: Nah, that's real, that's real. So um A lot of times in your lyrics, and you you alluded to this earlier too, there's this loose stream of consciousness happening with your rhymes that don't necessarily tie into a concept or underlying message, but it sounds really dope and clever. Like you were talking about the different, you were just giving examples of different rhyming words. I feel like the track Clutch on this project is a good example of that. How do you begin and end that stream of consciousness with your rhymes?
1: Hmm. Um, Well, I'm always thinking of things that I might think would be clever to go. (laughs) Thinking of things that I might think. I don't know how to talk, sir. Uh, I'm always thinking of things that might be clever to put in a rhyme and just jotting down like, you know, singular lines or bars or whatever. And so uh, you know, sometimes they'll start from that. I might just have like a line or two. And uh what I'll do is uh, you know, whatever, whatever the thought that that's being expressed in that line, I'll just try to like carry it through, but while also trying to maintain a rhyme scheme. And uh, you know, sometimes that can be really difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's really easy, but but it's, it's it's really just that type of thing, trying to make sure that even if, even if the subject matter is jumping all over the place that each thing flows to the next thing mm. you know like uh i don't know i don't know a good example off the top of the head but i, I just try to make sure like that the jumps aren't too far <laughs> from line to line right, you right. know what i mean and uh you know as far as like the the things being clever um you know, I guess that comes from just like the, the the styles of rap that I enjoyed growing up, you know, had people that were saying clever things, things that were funny, things that were smart. So I try to do that myself uh, to the best of my ability in my raps. And hopefully, you know, that that comes through when people listen like, oh, this is this is clever. This is interesting. You know, this this is raising my eyebrow and whatnot.
0: Yeah, it definitely comes through as I listen to your music. Like I have to say like your music, especially as a lyricist, it's on par with what I hear like Elzai do or I'll hear like Lupe do, you know. Wow. Yeah, Thank like you. straight up, like straight up. <laughs> and it's it's also the music comes across in this way a lot of times. Like I'll listen to it. And I'll know it's dope without having to really, like, uncover every line and every word and try to figure out what you're saying. Like, I can tell, like, you're putting words together carefully. And it's not just you just mumbling, mumble jumbling words together. Like, you know, like, it's it's well thought out without me even being able to know what the message is in the actual or what you're actually saying if that makes any sense like i i can gather that when i listen to your music and i'm like yo this shit just sounds dope you know what i mean like word so um your old man rap ep was released in 2019 and the self-titled track you start with the words wait until my corporate partners hear about the slander and you go into a story that sounds like it's about an artist being confronted with aging in the industry. Can you explain further what the track is referring to and the message you wanted to convey with the old man raps? Uh,
1: track. Well, I mean, old, old man raps, uh, you know, like a lot of my stuff, the the themes even when they're present are super duper loose. Um so on one hand old man raps is kind of about like how i feel as somebody who is uh you know been around for as long as i've been around. Okay. Um or maybe how how maybe i think people see me cuz i don't i don't necessarily feel old but i'm probably old to a lot of people as far as like rapping and rap goes or whatever, you know, for the people that care about that. Why i don't know I don't know why people care about that, but for the people that care about that, but also kind of like the styles that I use are, uh, you know, they're they're not the contemporary mainstream styles of rap, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm typically not rapping over stuff that's in the trap tempo. I'm not using those types of cadences. Mm -hmm. So in that way, it's kind of like old man raps as well. And also, I feel like I have more of an appeal uh, to people of a certain age, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the in the, in the types of raps that I, that I make and the ways that I rap, um, you know? Uh, and on that particular track, um, a lot of my stuff, man, like, you know, has, you know, a very, a very strong current of like the braggadocio type stuff because again that's the type of stuff that i grew up on and enjoyed um and so i kind of do my version of that my version of that can sometimes veer towards you know also talking about nerdy stuff or self-deprecating things you know what i mean but that's that's what i bring to it personally to differentiate myself from you know somebody who uses these styles who is solely just rapping about like how (laughs) great they are (laughs) <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? I, I sometimes I'll rap about how great I don't think I am, but I try to do it in a clever way and in a way that sounds interesting enough to where you know people can can find something special about it.
0: Got it, got it. So just to be clear, on that particular track, the self-title track, Old Man Raps, it are you is the character you or is it someone else? Uh I mean, well, <coughs> excuse me. It's
1: all good. Um, you know, I- Illingsworth kind of is a character. Mm. You know what I mean. So, you know, whenever I'm nine to- ninety nine times out of a hundred, when I'm rapping, is it's a character. You know what I mean. It's a character nice. that that has aspects of myself magnified. Okay. Um, you know, because even on like a, a face-to-face basis like when i'm out in the streets and i meet people i don't introduce myself as illingsworth i introduce myself as as my name my name is donovan um so i i, I kind of make a, a separation in my life as well you know what i'm saying if you meet me in the streets i'm donovan you you might not ever know that i make music <laughs> unless you you know are in the know <laughs> got it
0: got it you know speaking of names like how did you come up with the name illingsworth
1: um well the that name i came up with it a a very very long time ago um you know one part of it is just like uh you know rappers and raps fascination with the word ill (laughs) (laughs) so like wanting to have ill in my name uh and also uh it literally came from reading this uh, book that I barely remember it at this point, but this book called The Scarlet Letter. Right, uh, I remember that book. It, ha- I it read had, that a, car- it had a character age. in it called uh, Dr. Chillingworth.
0: Ah, that's where the Doc Illingsworth came from. from. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was just kind of like hearing that name and like, oh, if I knock off this letter and put an S in there, I got ill in my name and it flows a little bit better with the S in there. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's where it came from later. As I, as I continue making music, uh, I decided to get rid of the doctor part. So like now it's just Illingsworth. It's It's been that way maybe for like the last five or so years, maybe.
0: (laughs) Why'd you get rid of the doc?
1: Well, you know what? I feel like. I don't know where i heard this but i feel i feel like i heard somebody say that like in the realm of hip-hop somebody else has to bestow you with the title of doctor (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean and like i kind of like self-applied that so i was like that's one reason i should take it off and dr illingsworth is a very long name right
0: right a right, right. a
1: lot of syllables so you know i decided to get rid of the doctor
0: so do you think you'll ever reach a point where you you get bestowed and and the doc returns (laughs) i mean maybe hopefully you know maybe if somebody
1: that you know i could consider like an og pops up
0: and put that doctor back on there you know maybe maybe so that'd be cool so um (laughs) man you just said something about Chillingsworth. What was it? What was it about this character Chillingsworth? Because I remember the book, but honestly, I don't really remember much about the story. But what was you, it about the character Chillingsworth that made you say, you know what? You know, I I, I liken myself to this character. <laughs> you know, maybe not. Well, I don't know.
1: Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's kinda it's kind of messed up in a way. Like there I definitely wanted to use the name because of the way I could flip it and put ill in it. But at the time, man, like I had i had the uh, kind of low self-esteem man and the character mm. in the book just had a very like gnarly description mm. you know what i mean like the way the way he was being described you know i can't remember it verbatim right uh but like the way he was being described was just very i don't know he, he didn't seem like somebody that people <laughs> wanted to be around mm. and so like you know at the time like that kind of fit where i was at mentally like being uh you know where i was back in school um i had my crew of rap homies but i didn't really feel like i i fit in mm. with the with the with the rest of the people around me and so uh you know that's that's what kind of made me gravitate to that at the time got it but you good. know later later it just took on a different meaning like you know <laughs>
0: yeah it's it's always interesting how names end up over time taking on a different meaning man what would you say is that different meaning it took on
1: uh well i mean there's like a very uh silly one that people you know bring up when they say my name like you like you're getting your illings worth (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) like just just silly stuff like that but uh i don't don't know man like i i think a, a lot of it is just uh I've had it for so long. And if I were to switch my name to something else, it would probably just be my real name. Mm. But that would also have to come with like, me going like maybe like a level or two deeper as far as like how personal the material is. And I don't know if I wanna do that. I don't know if I wanna like give people too much more of like me, 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 <laughs> like Donovan. Me, I got you. It. know what I'm saying. Like I, I'll save that for when I, you know, get on my, you know, grown and sexy, whatever you want to call it, vibe. You know what I'm saying. Like my, my, my 444 vibe or whatever. The I, old old Donovan. man
0: raps. The old old man raps. You right. Know? <laughs> <laughs> the older man raps. man raps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the self titled track on the you're no fun album is probably one of my favorite mc track of yours uh it, it reminds up. me of mf doom's deep fried friends for those Where that don't know it's a song that talks about this egotistical person uh uh you know and the multiple reasons why this person is disliked you know this <laughs> this 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 self-titled track you're no fun what inspired you to write a track like this and how were you able to explain the character so effortlessly on the track
1: uh well for something like that um you know a lot of it is just inspired by real life interactions with people Mm. um but also a thing that i've employed in in like just that style of like braggadocio rap is sometimes you know, I look at myself and the people close to me for you know things that I consider to be flaws or or uh weird quirks. And you know how when people <laughs> sometimes with MCs write raps, they're rapping at that hypothetical you person. Like it's not anybody specific. Uh for me, like sometimes it's like me taking my own flaws and and flipping them. In a way where you know it sounds like I'm rapping about or at somebody, but mm. you know some of the stuff could could very well be like you know things that I do that I don't necessarily like, uh, you know, or th- or ways that I felt, um, you know. Sometimes I I felt like when I go into places, people change up, switch up. You know what I mean? So, you know, some sometimes uh, you know that stuff gets conveyed that way. Mm. You know. I could dig if it. If that makes sense.
0: <laughs> nah, that makes a lot of sense. So my favorite beats of yours tend to have the chopped up singing sample repeated on the instrumental, like on the songs Coins and E-Verse on the You Are No Fun album. How are you able to create those types of beats, you know, manipulating the vocal sample and do it so hmm. well?
1: <laughs> well, you know... I feel like so kind of to jump back to uh, one of the things that that we were saying earlier. Like I feel like that's the type of that's the style of beat that I feel like I'm known for. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that you that you bring that up. Um, I, I guess the way the way that I approach that is um, like very early on when I started making beats, um, some of the producers that I followed were kind of expressing. Uh, you know, the struggles of trying to sample things and get samples cleared or literally evade clearance by chopping the things up so finely that you don't know where they came from. Mm-hmm. And so like that was kind of a thing that was kind of one of the the tenets or ideals that I tried to like incorporate into my style as I was trying to like develop my own beat making style is like chopping things up very finely um and so that's part of it part of it is just like you know as a person who enjoys singing i don't necessarily consider myself a singer but i I like listening to singing there are certain things about the ways that people sing that kind of you know send a chill up my spine and when i'm making those types of beats i'm kind of listening for those moments in the songs that i sample to inspire me to 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 chop it up um so like some of that is like just like sample selection like the the raw materials that I'm getting are 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 ones that actually evoke some kind of feeling in right. me um you know cuz i i really that that's my favorite way to make beats is is really just hearing something that really gives me a chill up my spine and inspires me to chop it up i can sit down and just mechanically make beats but that's not as fun as doing something that's inspired now as somebody who um you know has has tried to kind of make a career out of this um i i cannot always wait for inspiration Mm. um but like for those for those for those types of sample chops a lot of time it's just being inspired by the source material and just trying to figure out how to string it together in a way that's still pleasing to my ear um the the software that i've been using uh for the last i don't know how many years has been primarily uh ableton before that i was using uh sony acid Mm. but uh you know the process is kind of the same of just chopping chopping things up very finely and trying to put it back together in an interesting way Mm. um and being that these are computer softwares, not only can I hear it I can kind of see it and that kind of helps guide the process too like the vision and sight mm-hmm. uh, you know
0: are you using any like like a MIDI keyboard or a drum pad or anything connected to 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 do the chopping or is it straight up computer software pc or you know
1: well when i when I first started making beats for myself um there were there was no pads anything hmm. really in the process i was doing everything on a computer with a mouse hmm. you know chopping things up um it's a lot of <laughs> it's funny it's a lot of homies who also came up that kind of started that way as well like a uh, tall black guy is is somebody shout the tall he,
0: black guy i just interviewed him not too long ago him and OJ oh Moore. word up word yeah yeah, like
1: he he I don't know if he still uses uh Acid, but um you know, he's he's another one of the homies who like uses uh who used uh the Sony Acid back in the day. And uh it's it's a couple of other cats, but um uh later especially like as they made future versions of Acid cuz when Acid first came out, you couldn't use uh midi on it like Mm. it didn't it didn't have a vst's virtual instruments or anything that came later once that came later that's when i started trying to incorporate using like a midi keyboard to to chop things up over the keys um right now i have a a a novation launch pad um which i use with with, uh, ableton because you can you can chop things up crazily in ableton and map it out over these you know 64 pads you can have 64 and and uh 64 chops in front of you at once at one time and then you can scroll down and get 64 more you know depending on how finely you chop stuff up um so now i kind of incorporate that stuff another another big tenet of my style kind of has always been to uh as best as i can merge sampling with uh playing things on a keyboard mm. You know, I, I'm not a keyboardist. I don't consider myself a keyboardist. I feel like I got a decent ear, and that's how I, you know, am able to add instrumentation through uh, having a decent ear and the marvels of recording technology where you can just record bits and pieces and edit it, <laughs> and, and, and you know, as long as you take the time, you can you can kind of get things uh, how you want them to sound. You don't have to be a virtuoso. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's an art to being able to manipulate like vocal samples and and still have such a dope, you know, beat making effect, man. Like, so props for you for for being able to ex, you know, to deliver that on a lot of your tracks. I think there's another track that I really like of yours. Um, it's from the Trenches project. It's called "Why's He Strong As Me," and it has sort of the same kind of vocal chops happening. So like mm-hmm. yeah, that's probably one of my favorite beats from you.
1: Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank that you. Dope dope. Um I I don't know if you if if you are up on this, but uh the homie uh Open Mike Eagle actually did a MF Doom tribute over yes, that beat.
0: That's where I heard it. That's I know mm-hmm. I heard somebody rap over it. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember nah yeah, I was like I know I heard somebody rap over that. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, okay. I remember that track. Heard up, heard the up. thank you man thank yeah. you for,
1: for checking that out
0: indeed indeed it's funny because i that's where i heard it first the open ah. mic and then i was as i was going through your catalog i'm like oh i like this track but i knew i heard it somewhere else so yeah mm-hmm. man you you didn't you have a placement on something else the other day i think it was the idk track
1: yeah um crazy crazy placement like <laughs> like i don't even i still don't know how that happened but uh there's a track by idk called red right if it it features uh west side gun like four bars from mf doom (laughs) j electronica right right and it's got ad libs from mike jones
0: that's amazing (laughs) i heard the track i I like it i like it you know um wow so what what exactly it's a crazy world (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. It's such an interesting track. Like what exactly did you contribute? Like how much did you contribute to the track? Um, well, uh
1: the original version of that beat um is is more so like boom bap kind of style to to to, you know, try to describe it simply. Um that that main sample uh that kind of goes throughout the whole track that's kind of the main part that they kept um i had a baseline on it they kind of re did it because because as far as like the the final track i'm a co-producer on got it. it um got it. you know what i'm saying they because uh the thing the thing that i've uh, i guess learned or or begun to learn is that like the way things are done kind of in like the mainstream pool is that like you know there 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 will be a lot of people that will touch something, um, you know what I mean. Whether it be like uh, other players, because on that on that track, um, you know they got a keyboardist going to town. Right, <laughs> you right, know right, what right. I'm saying. Um, but uh, like the, essentially, like the the main idea that sample that that comes on at the beginning, like I'm responsible for that. Um, and then they kind of like just built it out in in the style that they wanted to go for because the the style of the beat um on the final song is more kind of in that trap style which is something that i can do but that beat as it existed and was sent to them was was not that Mm. you know what i'm saying what
0: was your response like when you found out that that's what it turned into (laughs) man it was great i was happy man like you
1: know I I was kind of just happy to have an opportunity to get heard by more people and I actually like I I like all styles of beats. Right. Um and I've been around long enough to understand that when you collaborate with people, you can't like fall in love with your own idea right, of right. what the thing is. You got to be willing to like let people have their input, you know what I'm saying? So for me it was just a cool experience to be able to like you know make make a make a song that gets heard by so many more people than right. I'm used to hearing my stuff to you know meet these new people um uh you know digitally at this point I haven't right. met uh anybody in person but like to to forge these new relationships um and to have opportunities to like make more stuff with these people in the future yeah you know what I'm saying which uh you know for any producer like you know you want to get placements you want to make connections you want to you know build good relationships yeah so you know that that's that's a, a step in that direction which so I'm I'm very happy about
0: it. dope dope so on the song magic crystals um you have some very clever wordplay you display you start the track with the words, too many acts be lab assemble from fashion stencils. Notice the whack minstrel classism cash grab corner you've backed up into due to lack potential. And you go on to say other stuff. Um, you do this, you mentioned kind of like this clever wordplay and this, you know, putting together these words earlier in the interview like you do it a number of times in your music how are you able to pack so many different words and syllables in your rhymes and still make the bars make sense Well,
1: will see here's here's the thing <laughs> to, to to again go back to what i was saying earlier this is why it's so difficult because because i care so much about it making sense um you know it it may take i don't remember how long it took to write that but like until it makes sense it's not done so i'm i'm sitting there writing down you know again like couplets of sounds and trying to figure out a logical thread to get from one part to the next you know what i'm saying lab essential excuse me lab assembled fashion stencils whack minstrel lacked potential Right, fastest missile sacramental backs of Brit. you know what i'm saying (laughs) i'm I'm just trying to figure out like how to how to keep connecting these things to make sense because it's kind of like a a, you can kind of even think of it like a combo multiplier you know what i'm saying like if i can keep the sound going and also make sense i'm just like multiplying damage (laughs)
0: like
1: that's the way i'm looking at it you know what i'm saying
0: yo man it's pleasing to The MC fans air, I would say. Like, when you take the time to really structure it and, you know, display it and and also deliver it in that way, man. So, props to you. Thank you. So, the EP is called Old Man Raps. But there's nothing outdated or I would even go as far to say fragile about it, right? The last verse uh, on Surfs Up, the song Surfs Up, exemplifies this excellence. You say, even with all the strength that we can muster, it's hard for me to leave the structure when my people suffer from need to puncture, saw the lack of eagle legal buff- buffers. I'd rather be an evening plumber with a striking plunger. No, I'm sorry. I'd rather be an evening plumber with a stinking plunger than be a than be deep in a slumber, even if I miss a week in summer.
1: <laughs> even if I miss a week in summer deep in Tika Tika Sumter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's uh, again like trying to carry on those rhyme schemes. Yeah. Throw right. in something a little a little silly, throw in a little like <laughs> mini jewel, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. <laughs> in, in, putting,
0: like, in putting all of those words together To create this clever display of lizard- lyricism How do you still manage to tie your wordplay To a specific message or meaning Like that one I could say like the meaning Is kind of like what you start with Like you know where you say You know even with all the strength that we muster It's hard for me to leave the structure When my people suffer It's like you saying you don't want to turn your back on your people so you're still tying that full, you know, barrage of rhymes to a a message, right? Like, how are you able to do it when you when you're able to get that when you're able to get that that message out? Uh, well, you know, some
1: sometimes it feels kind of like magic, <laughs> <laughs> like cause cause some cause uh, like I say a lot of the times I'm I'm. Writing down these these couplings of words, just to just to get the sounds and 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 see what see what looks or sounds pleasing, but then there's always that process of like what is the logical thread to get from this one to the next one, and again like if I don't if I can't connect those threads, it don't come out. <laughs> so like this is just like. time being taken to like okay i got this i got this part down this part sounds sweet i like it okay what what else do i have from these coupling couplings of words that maintains the rhyme okay i got this one hmm how can i make this how can i make this connect in a way that you know to me makes sense and also uh you know exemplifies some sort of message that i can stand behind yeah uh, in general or at the very least within this song you know right, what i'm saying right. um so it's kind of it's kind of like playing a game you know what i'm saying i don't i don't always go into it with a you know a specific message sometimes the message just emerges through like playing with the words
0: right right oh, okay i got it yeah like you know, i said which, most of your music you don't really hear like a like a one concept or a message but there are some lines that you can pick out and you can be like oh he's it's tied to something meaningful yeah is what i was saying yeah
1: Mm mm-hmm
0: yeah because you know i'm
1: (laughs) i'm very rarely going to just say something just to say it right um you know and and again if that logical thread is not there it's not coming out (laughs) you're not gonna hear it um so yeah i just i just like to make sure stuff makes some kind of sense even if it's random you know what i mean
0: (laughs) dope dope so the the next project i want to talk about is your 2016 album i think this might be the one like sort of full-length project (laughs) that features you as an MC, like right through what was the reason why you chose to title this album i didn't ask for this uh
1: if i'm remembering correctly man i was it was a lot of just messed up life stuff going on at the time uh the and the the main thing that the main thing around that time was like uh you know i, I was i was driving a very old terrible car which is actually what is depicted on the cover and that car died at just the worst time. Mm. Uh so like, <laughs> you know, I kind of had a feeling of like, man, I didn't ask for all these terrible things to happen, like, you know, in, in uh, you know, in my life. And just in on in a different way, like, you know, in just pursuing music. Like at the time, I was just feeling like, man, like I, I feel like I felt like really like painted into a corner by my my decision making (laughs) Mm. you know what i mean like you know i I wasn't really uh i didn't really feel uh i guess that my that my decision making had led me to a great place um you know so a lot of that music it was it was weird man because i felt like so painted into a corner and like back back against the wall it was kind of wild how at, at a point it became very it became much easier to write all of these songs. Mm. Um, You know what I mean? Like it it, it was, it was a very weird time it, it, you know, and I'm sure other people experienced, oops, I'm sorry. I'm sure other people experienced this kind of feeling too, where like when, 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 when things get super tough, something just emerges. Mm. And that's kind of how I was feeling at the time, man. Like the, the, the material was just coming. Um, which is why, you know, I was able to put out a project that had, you know, 10 tracks and a bonus track of, of rapping. Cause it, the stuff was really coming out at the time. And on that, on that album, you, you get to see, like, I got some random stuff. I got a couple of songs that do kind of got a concept. Right. I got, a uh, you know, some songs that have some choruses, which is not, it's not always the feature of my music choruses uh you know some of the choruses feature me singing you know so i was at at the time i was able to kind of give you know bits and pieces of all of these things that i'm interested in in one project and it's probably like the the project that i'm the proudest of Mm. you know as far as like all of my all of my music you know i produced all the beats on that album, uh you kind of do get to see what I was talking about earlier, how like a lot of the beats are very simplistic mm. when compared to like the stuff that I do on beat tapes or for other artists. Uh cause, cause that's the type of stuff that I like to rap on. You know what I'm saying? Uh but uh but yeah, th- I don't know if that answered the question. <laughs>
0: no, that definitely <laughs> answered the question.
1: <laughs> Word up.
0: Yeah. So The song Swagfest from that same album, you say your alter ego is a supreme leader of a race of tall bird people. You're called Nerd Eagle. (laughs) Expound a little bit more on Nerd (laughs) Eagle and the reason why you identify with him as an alter ego. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
1: you know what? That was one of those that was just one of those silly like wordplay things, you okay. know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm like who just trying, is nerd eagle? Like, <laughs> go
0: ahead. What, what did you say? I said I'm like who is this Mr. Nerd Eagle?
1: <laughs> I think I think Mr. Nerd Eagle like emerged and uh disappeared <laughs> all in all in that track. <laughs> I don't think he ever made a return but But, uh, like
0: how did you even arrive at that i know you you know it it came with the wordplay but like what what sparked your mind to come up with that well i mean
1: we kind of touched on it a little bit man i'm i'm kind of a silly scatterbrained person and so sometimes with the with the raps man if it just makes me giggle it's gonna go in the rap you know what i'm saying tall bird people i'm called nerd like that's just Yeah, yeah 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 I think and you gotta come up with the, the tall bird people. Oh, go ahead. First.
0: I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I, I think you gotta kinda come up with the tall bird people first. Maybe I should have asked that. How'd you come up with the tall bird people? <laughs> because it's easy to get the nerd ego from the tall right. b- tall bird people. <laughs>
1: uh well, this is definitely one of those things where it was like, How can I how can I match the rhyme as much as possible? So like all alter ego tall bird people got it called nerd eagle and like it's very random but it makes sense in this own little weird universe of yes. me saying my alter ego is a supreme leader of a race of tall bird bird people i'm called nerd eagle you know what i'm saying it's it's silly but it makes sense within that space. yes
0: it does in that <laughs> own little space yeah but that's what makes this so clever it's like It's one of those things, like, who would even think of that, you know? That's why I asked, like, where did you even, where did it come from? But from what you're saying, it sounds like it's coming from just the sounds, you know? Being able to piece these sounds together. Like, you hear the sounds and you're creating words out of these sounds.
1: It it comes from that, definitely. But it also just comes from, like, being a silly person and just (laughs) trying to farm out the willingness to be silly on record you know what i'm saying because a lot of people it's funny man a lot of mcs are very silly people off the microphone right you know what i'm saying there's a lot of humorous mcs out there who rap very seriously or rap very violently or whatever whatever on the microphone i'm the type of person where like i want that to be part of my approach to rapping as well this is how I am off the microphone. I'm silly, I say silly things all the time. I have a podcast of my own where sometimes, uh, or most of the time it's with me and my two groupmates from Detroit city. We're three silly individuals and we have silly conversations all the time. That's like the, the crux of our friendship, our shared silliness. That's right. part of me. And so like, to me, that's an important part for me to put in my raps, the, the, the silliness, the humor, yeah, And so like you know why not talk about Being a leader of bird people <laughs> You know That's incredibly silly
0: <laughs> Listen I, I, I've said This before a number of times On my podcast It's actually A skill set To be able to deliver that as an MC There's not a lot of MCs That are able to do that And you are Somebody that I've never really given thought about, but you actually do that really well. Like I usually, I would, I would reference three artists that can do that really well. And it's the late, great MF Doom, the late, great Sean Price and Fonte of Little Brother. Those are like three MCs that I know have a very good way at being funny but clever with their lyrics, and as I'm thinking about you, you you're like you're you're one of them too. You're like that's that's not oh, easy to do. Like yeah. I mean, you, I mean honestly, I'll say this: it's you, right? So it probably comes off easier than I think. But I think it's it's a skill set. Like it's it's unique. It's not like everyone can do that. You know what I mean? So thank
1: you, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that I that I try at. Like, I put in effort to 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 do that in a way yeah. that feels good to me. All of those people that you named are inspirations of mine right. uh, to ver- to various degrees. Um, I also want to throw the Open Mike Eagle back in there. Like, yeah. Open Mike Eagle is very much an inspiration to me, too. Who I believe, I mean, definitely MF Doom is one of Mike's inspirations. He said that everywhere. Right, right, right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um so like there there's a thread there as well. It's one of the reasons why he's one of my favorite rappers and one of my favorite people to produce for. It's cuz he also has a similar approach right. of like leaning into that humorous part of his personality. Um and the way he the way he also chooses to like couple words together, you know what I'm saying is it, it, is uh comes from a similar place, you know. Indeed,
0: indeed. So on the track, Anxiety Rap, Why I Don't Attend Parties, you tell a story of being sort of an introvert at a house party and staying to yourself. And in asking for the Wi-Fi password, you find out that it's a racist slogan, like the password itself. Can mm. you tell me what inspired you to even write that song and how you came up with the subject matter?
1: Uh, Well, I, you know, to... to you know, just blanketly give myself a title of introvert or extrovert uh, is is a is an oversimplification. But in general, I'm introverted. I I you know, on most days I would rather be at the crib than out in the streets. Um, and I think at the time I just wanted to write something that was topical from a real topic. You know, from a real from a real feeling that I feel. Um, so of course gave it a, a, a silly spin in just describing, like being at a, you know, weird party. And uh, as far as how I got to the ending, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that that's where it was going to go. That was one <laughs> of those things where it was like, as I was writing, I was like, oh, maybe I could go in this direction. And then again, figuring out how to, how to, how to use sounds, and some sort of wit to like have a cohesive logical statement. It's a very ridiculous story that's being told right. and it's very improbable you're not gonna I'm in most cases you're not gonna go somewhere where somebody's gonna have a racist slur in their Wi-Fi password right, right. and then just and then just give it to the person who the slur is referring to like that's not gonna happen right. um but uh you know, I was sitting there writing and i I got to that point and I, I just thought that that might be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it made me laugh in the moment. So I was like, hey, let's do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's, it's like really interesting to hear you talk about how you even came to that. Like, when you say you didn't, you didn't know that it was going to end up there, you know, like you even, you're even like kind of like singing and ad-libbing at the end, which also kind of makes the track a strong, a strong track as well. Let's talk about. Your first, I and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is your first MC EP entitled Giant Slide. Um, I actually did well, the one first a long one on time
1: Bandcamp. Was that?
0: It was it the first one on Bandcamp?
1: Oh yeah, I man, I don't fault you for for anything, man, because I I got way too much stuff <laughs> on got there it. and okay. just out period. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's yeah, I'm so trying to think.
0: Yeah, so it was released, uh, Giant Slide was released in, like, around 2014. Tell me a bit about the actual Giant Slide that exists in Detroit that you spoke about in the description and why it, it inspired you to do an EP named after it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, when it comes to, like, naming things, I'm super random. I mean, that's that's the recurring theme, and, and, and the thread that flows through everything is like randomness, whatever's on my mind at the time tends to make it into the music. Uh, as far as like the literal giant slide, um, we got this uh, park in Detroit called Belle Isle. Belle Isle is like a little island that's connected to uh, uh, Detroit by this bridge, the Belle Isle Bridge. Um, <laughs> Whoa, things are falling over here. Uh on on the island, there used to be uh like there's still a giant slide there now. Um, but it's not the same one that was there when I was a youth. They they like tore that one down and like moved the location and rebuilt a different one. But it was basically just like a really big slide with a bunch of humps, and you'd have to walk up these <laughs> long stairs to get up to the top, and they give you like a potato sack, uh, and then you mm. sit on it and slide down the slide and if any part of your limbs hung off that sack and touched that slide you were going to get like a nice little uh burn <laughs> by the, by the friction of the uh of the slide or whatever um i don't remember exactly why it was on my mind at the time but like the giant slide is kind of like an iconic thing for like a lot of detroiters um you know cuz it was it was incredibly fun to cuz the the slide probably went up in the air like 50 feet, I don't know, something like that. So you you know, this you had to go up a whole bunch of stairs and it went down very fast. Um and uh, it was it was a good time. <laughs> you know.
0: You know what's interesting about your your music? And, and this display of it is the artwork. So I noticed that a lot of your art takes on, your cover art takes on this sort of like minimalistic, you know, presentation. Like what inspires you to kind of keep that consistency with the min- minimalistic, display of your cover art uh well honestly man the minimalism
1: comes from like having to do it myself you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like uh a lot of these covers if i didn't do it myself from beginning to end uh my partner at the time would kind of like take my photoshop files and kind of refine them and 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 uh uh you know kind of fix them up but they would essentially be like a cleaned up version of my, however far I could get on my own. Cause I, I don't really, I use things like Photoshop and illustrator, but I'm not an expert at those things. Right. And uh, I kind of had this philosophy man of like, I don't really like, uh, I mean, it's not a, it's not really a philosophy. It's kind of a character flaw, man. Like I don't really like asking for help too much. And I feel like if I get help from people, I want to be able to compensate them. So a lot of this stuff is coming from like, not really feeling like I had uh, the means to comp- compensate people right. sufficiently. Mm-hmm. So I would just have to do it myself. And so in doing it myself, man, like I don't want to like try to do things that are too complicated. So like it, the 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 uh, the minimalism just kind of came out of like uh, minimal skills. <laughs> and <laughs> making covers you know what I'm saying uh but I have a lot of fun doing that stuff too yeah uh, you know it, I feel like it kind of comes through in in a lot of the covers um you know that i'm that I'm having fun doing those <laughs> like what
0: makes you what makes you go with it like you know some people might like we were talking about earlier some people might overthink things and be like you know what that's not good enough even if it's you yourself creating it like Mm -hmm. but i get the sense that you kind of just get it out there (laughs) um like what gives you the confidence to just say you know what just get it out there
1: man it i don't it's not i don't even i don't even know if i would call it confidence man i'm very (laughs) much too self-critical i overthink things a lot like in my life uh i overanalyze things and so like in in creating music and creating the 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 packaging for it is one of those places where i can like exercise the muscle of not being overcritical and just like you know releasing things and releasing that energy a little bit easier uh than i would in other areas of my life and i feel like it has helped me like over the years in in like practicing that in, in the release of music, to be uh, a little bit less <laughs> self-critical, to not take myself too seriously, um, which again is also helped in just being willing to be silly lyrically, you know what I'm saying? And, and in subject matter, like it's all, all of it is kind of aimed towards helping me turn my criticism away from myself, Mm. you know, cause to, to not, not to get too like deep or dark or whatever, man. But I feel like, again, like that's, that's a, that's a a flaw of mine. You know what I mean? Like uh, paralysis by analysis and and, and things like that. So like doing music in this way and releasing music in this way um, is kind of cathartic like that and just being able to like undertake something and not take it too seriously and just put it out and and let the chips fall where they may yeah you know
0: i dig it i dig it i hear you so (laughs) one of the funniest tracks i've ever heard (laughs) is dreams in san francisco where you're literally Ah, ah! you're like literally scatting over a jazz instrumental What's wow. even funnier is the credit says it was released in March of 1935. <laughs> oh man. What gave you the motivation to even attempt a track like that?
1: Wow, you man, you dug deep, man, cuz that's that's one of those things where it's like this is literally a joke. Like <laughs> I I like uh <laughs> I actually i I I've been trying to like pull the stuff up as as you've been bringing things up and I have it on screen uh right now but uh my my girlfriend at the time I had I had given her a ride to uh it was either the dentist or the optometrist um but she had left her MacBook in the car and she had garage band on it, on it so I was just kind of killing time making up silly gibberish songs over the uh <laughs> over the uh the garage band tracks and this was just this was one of them I I think at the time I made like four of them and I I think I still got them all somewhere but uh (laughs) this was just like a gibberish silly track that I thought was funny a a literal joke but I was like you know what I'm gonna put it on this band camp so if anybody else thinks it's funny they can listen to it and laugh at it you know
0: what was the feedback like like what's some of the things people have said in response to this track over the years uh
1: well i mean every now and again i'll have somebody bring it up and you know and 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 tell me how how funny they thought it was um but it's it's one of those things where i'm pretty sure like a lot of people haven't heard it before but the people who have heard it you know they'll reach out every every once in a while and be like yo man you remember when you did that when you was scatting and they'll sing parts of it or you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, they'll, I, I they'll enjoy sing Parts it. of it, you
0: know <laughs> they remember <laughs> parts to sing. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. You know. Would you ever release that on on DSPs, digital streaming platforms? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I I would. I don't know what the what the legality of it is, given that right, it's right, like right. A, like the instrumentation is all from GarageBand. I don't I don't know if I could get in trouble for that. Or got or it. Not. Got
0: it. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Wow interesting (laughs) interesting man yeah i had to ask you about that one i was like that one is hilarious (laughs) yeah man like the fact that you again like you just being able to say you know what let me just put this out like you know some people would be critical like you know like Mm -hmm. but I, i think that's the part of being a free artist that is admirable right that's you can you can appreciate you know the the freeness and, and and your fans being able to hear outcomes like that. Like, you, they can hear, like, the very silly, silly outcomes, and then they can also hear, like, the very, like, clever, intricate wordplay. Like, you take it in so many different directions, you know, in, in regards to your versatility as a as an artist. Wow. Thank you. It has been such a pleasure talking to you, Illingsworth.
1: Oh, man. Likewise. Likewise, bro.
0: Man, I, we are reaching... Pretty much, we're in November, like, so we got, like, one more month after this month before the year is up. Like, what do you have coming, I don't know if to say really the end of the year, but even moving into 2022, like, is there, I have to ask you this question. Is there any likelihood that we will get a full MC project or even an EP from you coming, you know, in 2022 or soon?
1: Uh I mean I I definitely I definitely would like to put out at least uh a MC EP um in the next six months. Okay. Uh you know, or just in I say in the next six months because I you know I never know what could happen. I might get inspired to write a whole EP like in the next month and put something out before the year's up. You know what I'm saying? Like that that could literally happen Dope. um but i definitely want to put something out um in the year 22 2022 if not before this year is up uh of all rapping um because again i love it it's just it's it's it takes time and it, in some ways it could be painstaking for me to get things done in a quick manner but i love rapping so i want to i want to keep giving people raps um because, you know, even when I do it, even though it's not a lot, I I get a good response. Like, I enjoy what I put out, and I also get a good response. So I'm like, why not <laughs> keep doing it? You know what I'm saying?
0: I could dig it. Like, have you thought of, like, an idea of where you would like to take it? Or, like, even if even if it's not a concept, like, what type of beats? Or is there anything uh-huh. you've thought of where, okay, I would like to try this for the next project well mc project
1: i kind of do want to get a little bit more personal to an extent but but it has to have the humor infused in it you know what i mean i don't want to i don't want to really create anything that's like overall a bummer you know what i mean and like the 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 type of the type of depth that I wanna bring to it could potentially be a bummer. So I, I, I just gotta make sure I approach it correctly. Um, but on top of that, I kinda always am coming up with like titles for imaginary projects. So I got like a working like list of titles of, of uh, you know, what, what an MC project could be titled. Um, and sometimes I work backwards like that, like title first, then create the material right right right. Um, and vice versa sometimes uh, the the material comes first and then the title comes after um, but yeah
0: I could dig it I could dig it Wow man, I'm so excited you know yeah it, you know I'm, I hope I hope it does come within six months no pressure though no pressure when it when it is to come it will come you know but I wish you nothing but continued success. With oh, all of your artist endeavors, man, like you are definitely uh, really dope talent in, Thank in you. this time that we're living in, man. It's really great to see an artist like you continue to thrive. And, um, yeah, man, I'm gonna be looking towards much more music from you, beat tape and MC wise, you know. Um, but yeah, man, for, for those that may not know. You want to give people a, you know, some insight on where they can find you, whether it be your social media pages, your website, you know, where they keep, can keep connected with you and updated? Oh,
1: definitely. Definitely. And also, real quick, I just want to say, like, I also got a whole bunch of, like, uh, productions coming out Nice over the next year, too. Like, producing for other uh, artists, like, full EPs, uh, where I'm doing all the production for, like, a lot of people's, favorite artists in like the underground indie level Nice. um but uh but yeah um i'm illingsworth at everything really like i'm illingsworth on twitter i'm illingsworth on instagram uh if you type in illingsworth on youtube you're gonna get to me i got a podcast called eternal invite um my website is illingsworks.com but it really is just a, a landing spot to get you to all those other <laughs> like social profiles. I just listed. Um, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm the only rapper with this name.
0: <laughs> com. Let me put it up real quick. Mm-hmm. So I L L I N G S W O R K S.com. Yep. Right? Yeah. Let's throw that up there for the folks. Yes, man. Illings Thank so much. Com. Yeah indeed man Indeed man I guess My last question for you Would be What do you hope Your music Like what What impact would you hope Your music Would leave on Listeners When it's Pretty much all said and done Or Maybe even 10 to 15 years from now when people look back at your music like what do you what do you hope the impact it leaves on people
1: well I mean I hope I hope it leaves the same impact it kind of leaves on me in creating it in that it allows people to not take themselves so seriously that it gives them some laughs it expands their imagination it allows them to like embody more of who they actually are versus, you know, some sort of image that they think that people will find palatable and acceptable. You know what I mean? Like my my music is just about leaning into that. Like whatever whatever it is that is your quirk or the thing that makes you you. Like I hope my music inspires you to like lean into that. Especially if you are also someone who creates some kind of art you know what I'm saying, whether it's audio, visual, whatever, like lean into what makes you unique and and follow that as far as you can take it, because that's what we need, man, we don't really need people copying each other, like we need people to inspire each other and to like, you know, carry and pass torches, but like, we de- we also need people to put their own spin and uniqueness on it so that we can kind of get uh, you know, more unique flavors in the mix.
0: Well said, man. Well said. Thank so you. to all of our viewers and listeners, I thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Remember, we do this weekly. So next week we will be uh, doing episode 95. Thank you again to my guest, Illingsworth. Remember to go check out his website, illingsworks.com. You like what you hear, feel encouraged to support him on Bandcamp. <laughs> he has a lot of music up there. Most of your music is on Bandcamp, right? Like, I feel like there's music on DSPs, but, like, I feel like pretty much you'll get everything on Bandcamp. It's yeah, not-
1: my, my Bandcamp is, is the most uh, inclusive place where you can get all my stuff. It's only one project that uh, is not on my band camp that that's one of my releases you're no fun is on mellow music groups right right
0: i noticed that yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's also on digital streaming platforms yeah Yep. yep yep so yeah man definitely man i hope you guys enjoyed this interview make sure you stay connected go to our website outtheboxmedia.com so that you can keep updated with all the stuff that we have coming out the box related. You could actually subscribe on that website for free too, so that you could be a part of my email blast list. And that's completely free and you can support in other ways, whether it's our Patreon page or, you know, copping some merch on our merch store at big cartel out the box media big cartel. So thank you again for tuning in and thank you again to my guests Till next time, I want to say peace, love, and light. Stay healthy, stay focused, stay safe. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.